Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Legal Geeks. We are coming to you today on a very special day. I'm here, as always, with my blogging buddy, Josh Gilland. Hey, Josh, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? (laughs) I am also a wonderful woman today. Thank you very much. That's right. We are taping this today on Sunday, June 4th. I just read the news, a confirmation that Wonder Woman is going to break through $100 million for its opening box office draw, which is fantastic news for a fantastic movie. This is a movie that I have been waiting for since I was a little girl and fell in love with Wonder Woman, thanks to Linda Carter. So we are here today to talk about all things Wonder Woman, and I am just so excited to be here today. Josh, are you almost as excited as I am? I, I can't match you, but I did love it because, <laughs> because we, we live in the golden age of geekdom right now. Yeah, Amen. It started 2008 when Iron Man came out and things have just gotten better and better and properties that people love have been able to be made into movies. There have been missteps on the way. I say, it isn't always getting better and better. It has not been a straight line, especially, I would say, on the DC side. But, but yes, in general, we are on an upwards trajectory. The recent DC stuff has been the boo-boos. <laughs> It's Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Yes. Tim Burton's Batman. I still stand by that. It's still my favorite. It's a perfect mix of comic and horror as opposed to just dark and depressing. I, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton will always be my Batman combo. But that's a separate fight for a separate day. <laughs> there have been a lot of great comic book movies over the years. There have been some horrible ones over the years that you don't talk about anymore. Many of them involving Batman, ironically. Batman has seen actually probably the best and the worst of the comic book movies. Yes. Yes, he has. Isn't that funny? Wow. Because I think there have been five different actors who played Batman in the modern era. Well, it's the Superman movies, you know, ran it into the ground as well. True, but some of them, like, you know, and I'm generally a George Clooney fan, but, like, seriously, George Clooney as Batman was really bad. I don't know if Superman's ever run it that far into the ground. I don't think so. I, I think I think that's let's not discuss it any further. <laughs> I forget we're talking about the wrong movies. Let's talk about the important movies. So go back to your point and where we are and why we're here this weekend. Okay, oh the healing can begin now. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for this weekend. Yeah it's, see, all is forgiven. It's they did a brilliant movie with Wonder Woman that was like like a comic book coming to life that was inspiring, that was fun, that had loss and hope. All great things for a comic book movie. Compassion, justice, fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. I mean, the thing is, too, not only is it a great movie, but especially in 2017, this movie is more what impactful more needed um you know makes me wish we actually had a wonder woman more than i would have in any other year kind of thing i mean but so i in a way i obviously have issues with the fact that it took so long 75 years to get wonder woman to screen and you know we had to go through so many supermans and so many batmans so many everyone else's so i can't say that you know the wait was okay but coming this year was probably the time we needed her the most so I would agree with that. And I think also in defense of a lot of comic book movies, because we have the most right now, is the technology didn't really exist until recently 
to make them good. Thinking back to the Doctor Strange movie in the 1970s, where, yeah. where that's not okay, or the Captain America movies from the 70s also were not okay. Or, I have to tell you, I have to interrupt and tell you that, you know, with the kids watched with me the first Wonder Woman from the 70s uh, for my blog post that I did on Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, and oh my God, they of course thought everything was hysterical, but especially the invisible plane <laughs> from the 70s, it really was incredibly bad. Like, you know, now of course my kids could probably do more on Photoshop or something to make an invisible plane better than what they had from a technical standpoint back then. In defense of that show, because the <laughs> there's other things to defend, but that the plane was bad. The plane was it was not good. It, it's navigating it would be hard. <laughs> I can still see the pilot is just a little weird. There's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. But I loved the way that show did play like comic book panels coming to life. Mm-hmm. And in the opening, where you had the uh, panel of Wonder Woman basically turn into Linda Carter and come off the page was brilliant. Yeah, in 1975, and or the way with transitions that they had uh, the little boxes that said "Meanwhile back in Washington D.C." <laughs> it's like that was straight out of a comic, and so there was a lot of good yeah. stuff, good stuff about that show. And for a lot of Gen Xers, Wonder Woman was the first superhero they saw on TV. That's true. On a screen, period. That is true. I, you know, basically it was Linda Carter as Wonder Woman and then Christopher Reeves as Superman. Those were the two heroes I knew from my childhood. I would put in between there uh, the Incredible Hulk. <gasps> oh, I forgot about him. That's right. Oh, my God. This, we need to do something on that 70s show. Holy cow. I forgot about that. We can revisit the 70s another time, but there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. So for me, when I thought about this, it was... Wonder Woman and Hulk were the first two that I was aware of as as a kid. And to see both now on the big screen, even though the Hulk movies have been hit and miss, but he's been great as a secondary character in Avengers. Mark Ruffalo is awesome as the Hulk. And looks great in Thor. Wonder Woman sets a new bar. Yeah. Superhero movies. Yeah. There's a plot. There's reasons for things to happen. They happen quickly. It's fun. It is. And actually, you know, one thing I had to say that I liked about Wonder Woman that I realized that I also liked about the first Captain America, and I have never been a war movie person. I really, in fact, watching these superhero movies makes me realize, I'm like, I need to learn more about those wars, besides like who was in the axis of evil or something. But just like I liked Captain America, the first one, putting this context of a superhero, but still in this war setting, as opposed to because I still love the Avengers, but it is kind of some of these, you know, outer space invasions, whatever, are sort of just silly and let's destroy a city. So I really liked that about Captain America. And I really liked Wonder Woman being put in this World War One context um, for it. And yes, there's still supernatural, you know, gods and that sort of stuff, but all within the context of this war. Because again, a lot of times war brings out the best and the worst in people, right? And so you can also really does help elevate the goodness in especially these superheroes like Captain America and Wonder Woman, who are not just about super strength or super powers, but super goodness in a way that really emphasizes that characteristic and trait that I like so much in these superheroes. Those characters especially represent the best of us. Mm -hmm. 
and it's why people love them. It's why they've both in, you know, endured for 75 years is they represent the best of us. Yeah. With Wonder Woman, I admit, I don't read the main Wonder Woman comic. Oh, they read, are good. I, I have a lot on the list right now. Let's, let's get legal. <laughs> what were some of the thing, things that you thought uh, that jumped out from the movie? Well, it's actually more, this is a kind of across the Wonder Woman persona, right? I mean, one of the things that's interesting about Wonder Woman is that she's all about kind of truth and justice. Um, and in fact, I only learned this week as, you know, a lot of Wonder Woman facts are being uncovered. Then I've read a bit about her creator, who's obviously a colorful, interesting guy um, with kind of some interesting quirks, but uh, that his inspiration for Wonder Woman was his wife, who actually became a lawyer before women even had the right to vote. And so that connection, and I've always said um, since the beginning of my career as a lawyer that, you know, Wonder Woman and Darth Vader, who ironically were my two childhood loves, (laughs) that, you know, they represent the two sides of the law, right? Like Wonder Woman is the good side, the fight for truth and justice, and Darth Vader is kind of the dark side of the law, which we try to stay away from, but sometimes some lawyers get too close to. So anyway, so I've always identified Wonder Woman very much with the law in general. And certainly that lasso of truth, you know, I've often thought in depositions when I'm pretty sure the witness I'm talking to is not telling the truth. I'm like, you know, by that lasso of truth right now, I could get an honest answer out of you. But in researching this week for my blog post that I did, I realized that, well, of course, I knew there's probably going to be some issue with the Fifth Amendment's right to, you know, not self-incriminate yourself. Obviously, she's been able to get bad guys and bad girls to admit, to confess to things um, that they have done wrongfully. But then also, I didn't realize that there is also a due process right not to be forced into giving an involuntary confession. And in fact, let me see if I can pull up the, what was it? The Supreme Court actually addresses with truth serum sort of cases back in the 60s where they noted that the defendant's will must not be overborne by the circumstances surrounding the giving of a confession. And obviously, as you can see, when some people struggle, even Steve Trevor in the movie, when they're struggling against, you know, telling the truth under the lasso's power, I guess, that's obviously their will is overcome. Now, as long as she's just getting individuals to, you know, confess for her own purposes or to go save people, you're not directly implicating state action, so it's probably not a problem. But if anyone ever tries to take those confessions later and use them in a court of law, as much as I love her and her lasso of truth, they would not be admissible, which means I should give up my quest for a lasso of truth for my depositions. Good call. Uh, I see many problems with that. (laughs) Forcing confession. No, you can't leave this room. I don't care if you have to use the bathroom. You're staying tied up to that chair until you tell me the truth. No, we don't do that here. (laughs) If anyone does, they're bad people, and that's not the law. That's not how this works. You can probably get that confession suppressed. That did give one of the one of the most entertaining scenes of the movie to me, where Trevor is. They decide to go rogue, and. And his, you know, he puts the lasso around his wrist, you know, with these. Yeah. Like, this is a horrible plan. We're all gonna die. And he takes it off. <laughs> yes. It's like so. Well, it's like okay, cool. They had some fun with it. <laughs> yes. And, and the rapport between, um, you know, the actors looked good. They really. Yes, I- 
was going to say that too before we got into the legal things. Um, Chris Pine, I've always loved him as Captain Kirk, but in other stuff, he's never moved me that much. Although I did finally see of Helen Highwater, and he was good in that. But otherwise, I've never been that huge a Chris Pine fan outside of his Kirk role. But he was great as Steve Trevor, and they definitely had a, a very good connection between the two of them. He did great, and when he hosted Saturday Night Live this year, there was lots of singing. It's like, so the dude can sing. Okay. And SNL did that more than once to have fun with it. So this could be a breakout year for him as well as hopefully Gal Gadot because she far exceeded, you know, my original expectations for how she would do as Wonder Woman. You know, she was just very much an unknown actress, didn't know much about her. And she was fantastic as Diana too. So this could be a big breakout for both of them. It's a fun, good movie. And that was that's great. So very happy. So how about you? You're much better at issue spotting in the midst of being enthralled by a movie than I am. I'm usually so caught up in the movie that I can't think about the legal issues till afterwards. But I know you did a bit of issue spotting while watching. Yeah, it's, it's my curse. <laughs> it's your superpower. <laughs> I can't turn it off. I always see the law. <laughs> so when I get to London, and which is pre-environmental Paris Accords... London. <laughs> right, let's let's go back to that. Uh, oh, I when know. They, when they get there and uh, Wonder Woman goes, you promised to take me to the front and a promise is enforceable. It's like, whoa, whoa, that's not how contract law works. Uh, some of the European views on contract law is a promise can be enforceable. Huh. That, that's not the general rule. And... I actually broke out Murray on contracts to dig a little deep. Whoa. I know. I pulled the sacred uh, uh, treatise off the bookshelf. Dusted it off. Opened up the big heavy pages. Hello, old friend. (laughs) Good to see you again. And in the opening chapters, it's like section three gets into the enforceability of promises. Mm -hmm. And looking back at like 16th century law, it's... Uh, they looked at, at promises and contract law more in the form of torts. And that huh. and it was actually a case argued by Edward Koch when he was the attorney general that got into the mutuality of, of promises back and forth. Now, for those who, who haven't had the wonders of contract law in law school, the general rule for contracts is – there is formation, which means offer acceptance, that there is some agreement between the parties. There is consideration, which could be a peppercorn, uh, but, you know, something that's being given up. Something of value, right? It could be, yeah, a dollar or something, but it's supposed to be something of value that's given. And then performance. What happened with Trevor and Diana is she promises to get him off the island to get him back to the war in exchange for her to get to the front so she can go kill Ares. So there's a, there are a few things to unpack there. She definitely did her part of the bargain to get him off the island. He did his part to take her to London, and she instantly wanted to go to the front, and he's like, no, I got to go report in. <laughs> it's like, right. Slow down. And well, I like your outfit. We can't go that way. So let's go shopping first. Totally makes sense. So there are a couple ways that this could be looked at. 
they did have a contract. Okay. While she might have known many dead languages, she yes. didn't pick up on all the intricacies of contract law because she could have said that we had a contract instead of uh, you promised. Right. Uh, or, or Even deal. we had an agreement, right. We had a, an agreement, yes. Or an understanding because they talk about with contract formation, that meeting of the minds. Both yeah. parties have to kind of mutually understand what they're agreeing to. Both sides had to perform. And yeah. her performance was getting him back to London, which she navigated with a compass and that wherever the heck he was with that island. Good job, dude. Well done. Hope it was the Atlantic someplace because good job. To her point of, you got to perform now, dude. And he, and he did. It was after delay. Yeah, but she should not have expected it to to be immediate that it's like, Hey, I'm a soldier. I'm not in charge. I got to go report in. We actually have to have a plan. I just can't True. drop you off and you magically go find the God of war and kill him. Yeah. And, and so that was the thing that I noticed <laughs> right out of the gate. This was also pre Geneva convention. We, the reason why, why we have a ban on chemical weapons is because of world war one. And when there are places in the world that have had gas attacks, mm-hmm. and which is a war crime now, mm-hmm. that didn't exist at that point in time, and which is why I thought World War One was a great choice because of uh, true senseless carnage. And with yeah, World War Two, there are clear bad guys. Yeah. You know, the Germans and the Axis were trying to rule the world. Right. And you look at what was happening in the Pacific with the Japanese and the number of people in China that Japan killed. Yes. Which is around, what, 25 million? Oh. Most of which were beheaded. Wow. Yeah. And just horrible, horrible war. Clear clear lines of right and wrong. World War I is horrifically complicated – because of all the mutual defense pacts that existed. Huh. It's almost Bismarckian theory of foreign policy that goes back to the late 19th century was a balancing of powers where the great powers would have alliances and you had all these alliances. And when Ferdinand gets killed, the dominoes then fall and everybody is at war, which is why NATO's different design and being able to stand up to what was then the Warsaw Pact and today Russia. Stop them. (laughs) (laughs) Please. We learned that when we abandon Europe, war starts. So we we apparently have not learned that. Well, we did until recently. Yes. It was a good place to set this. Yeah. But also basically knocks out all the characters who did survive from appearing in any sequel because it was a hundred years ago. Well, you know, and again, that was the thing too, that I had, it made me think a little bit of Captain America again, because it had a little bit of the Captain America, Agent Carter kind of connection where, and again, although Captain America was the one who goes down on a plane instead of Steve Trevor, but um, the same thing where you've got this connection between a superhero and just an ordinary hero um but that can't survive to the modern age because the ordinary hero is going to age and or die while the superhero stays on so that again was another thing i'm like wow there's a lot of similarities that i hadn't appreciated between captain america and wonder woman 
and especially the way they set them up in these movies. Yeah. And then the impact that the loss has on the survivor. Yeah. So Captain America's loss and its impact on Agent Carter, how that echoed throughout the two seasons of the TV show. Oh, I miss that show. We all do. To, you know, the immediate issue in Wonder Woman, where she's a little upset and is ready to give up on mankind because of, you know, she feels everything's gone wrong and it's Trevor's sacrifice mm-hmm. that, that validates her belief or at least brings it back. Right. Reminds her. Yeah. Uh, which worked. I mean, he passed on his watch. Yeah. And then went and did a sacrifice play. The fact that she could have, uh, you know, be a little shell shocked and not be able to hear. It's like, okay, that that's neat. And her figuring out what he said. Yeah, that was interesting. All well done. So just a great story. I look forward to seeing it again. Oh, me too. I definitely, I want to take my son. I'm not sure my daughter really wants to see it. But, it, you know, it's obviously not as dark as a lot of the DC movies, but it does have a few little parts. So we may have to wait to watch it at home because I will buy the DVD collector's issue episode what am I trying to say? Release as soon as it comes out. So um, I'm kind of a sucker for any Wonder Woman paraphernalia, including like my tumbler that I'm drinking out of right now. Um, my only complaint really about the movie was that I love Etta and I forget that is it Lucy Devine or something? The actress who plays her is always funny. And so that was the only thing, you know, she was so there was, she was kind of some of that comic relief. So I wish we'd had a few more moments with her. Um, Cause they actually played her up a bit in the trailers. I think cause she was part of the comic relief and then she was not in the movie as much as I thought she would be. So I would have liked another scene or two with her and Wonder Woman. My only but observation about the film that was a plot hole mm-hmm. or an unfilled plot hole was the German ship also went through the barrier and immediately grounded. What happened to them? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so did they start shelling the beach at some point in time? How did the Amazons take care of that problem? That's true. I totally forgot about that part. Because it happens quick. I'm thinking like, yeah. whoa, the, the warship went through. Right. And you, they have all these the landing parties and the longboats, there still had to be people on the ship to man it. God, so, right. So did they row out and like kill all of them? Like what, what was the play here? Huh? Or, or did they back down and get the hell out of there? But that would mean that those Germans would have then at least had an idea on how to get to Themyscira. Yes. Very good. I, I've been practicing. And they know it exists and yeah, they can kind of find it again. That's interesting. And I do say, speaking of Themyscira, no, I can't say it. Um, I did enjoy that a lot. Um, Although we did it in IMAX 3D because I'm like, I'm doing a full out, which was really cool in some ways. But I sometimes feel like I almost have a hard time seeing everything. So I also want to go see it again just in regular 2D to see if I can have better luck with the details. But Robin Wright, as a general, I loved her. And of course, I was obsessed. We just started watching House of Cards then last night. Um, So I'm like on a Robin Wright kick right now. But she was fantastic as a general. And I heard somebody online talking about like, I want a whole side story just about her. And I'm like, yes, that would be awesome too. I've always liked her. Yeah. Well, ever since the Princess Ride, I know, but man, she sure is a far cry now from Princess Buttercup, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. She is. And I am 
yes, big fan. But yeah, that was the only plot hole. That is true. That was the only, it was like, so what happened to those guys? Did you, did they all die? Yeah. What did you do with the ship? (laughs) 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 I don't see them scrapping it. No. Uh, And I don't see them, I don't think they had explosives. Maybe they did, like, at the end of Independence Day, where they're like, all right, we have to take this technology and figure it out, because now now that we've been found once, we may be found again. So while flaming arrows are super cool, and I love, like, the scenes where they're, like, shooting the arrows and going down from the cliff and everything, like, maybe we should upgrade our technology, and we're going to take some of these, uh, yeah, different weapons from the ship and figure out how to use them. Yeah. That that was my only question, that, all right. So all the Germans on the beach died. No prisoners. Okay. Lesson learned. But what about the ship? So <laughs> that was my only question walking out of there. Of like, eh, okay. Other than that, you know, the the battle across no man's land. Yes. You know, the some symbolism of she's very game on to get to the war. And then she starts seeing all the wounded, the, the change in her expression of like, whoa, I was not expecting it to look this horrible. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. No, she was fantastic. I thought even the outfit, you know, because that's always been a criticism with a lot of female superheroes and everything. I thought actually the the outfit and the, even the, I liked how they, the basis for the headband, um, I thought all of that was really well done. I actually thought it was a pretty kick-ass, awesome, like, battle uniform. So, yeah, I thought visually it was stunning. Yeah, I loved it. It was well done. And it was, you know, the best DC extended universe movie to date. Yes. I think they learned hard from Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman that the characters aren't supposed to be depressing Zack Snyder didn't understand Superman Mm -hmm. actually Mm -mm. and and to a degree didn't understand Batman because he doesn't go around killing right on the flip side Batman you get the gloom like Batman there's supposed to be some gloom but yeah Superman it's not a gloomy character he's the big big blue boy scout and which is why they they just absolutely had Diana perfect because she was the optimistic hero the person who believes in justice and doing the right thing and on that point high marks because they hit a home run it was patty jenkins the director was fantastic it was good overall i think i also saw they announced was that thursday or friday that patty jenkins has signed has signed on to do wonder woman 2 which apparently we can guess from the kind of very beginning um it looks like they'll be doing that probably in the modern era so just like captain america eh, where they move it from you know that one origin scene from the previous century up to modern day so that will be interesting it'd be interesting to see what they do because they do have a hundred years in between that they could play with yeah because if they wanted to drop her into the 50s or 60s they could yeah that's true it'd be kind of neat you'd never see anything from that time that would be fun so it doesn't well they most likely will do it modern and fit in with the rest of the dceu that's cool I would be okay with it set in another time because there's a lot that they could do. 
Well, all right. And here's, you know, I don't know the DC Extended Universe as far as their movie plan as well as a Marvel one. Is she, they're doing a Justice League movie, right? Yeah, that's coming out in November, if I Is remember. Is she in that? Yeah, yeah. In the previews, she seems to be leading. Okay. Um, I haven't seen any of the previews. I'll have to go look at that. See, and now because of her, because I refuse to see um, Lainey Gossip cause a Batman Superman movie superhero face punch. <laughs> So that's all I could think of for that movie. And I refuse to see it. Aside from, like, I looked online just for the Wonder Woman scenes. I'm like, I can't. I'm still upset about Ben Affleck as Batman and just the whole thing. I'm like, I can't. But now, because Wonder Woman was so amazing, I'm going to have to go see the Justice League just to see her again. I a, cu- a couple things. Ben Affleck was a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, yeah, he actually would be a good Bruce Wayne. He did that well. He loves the character, and that actually fit. His motivations for wanting to kill Superman are completely not Batman values. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a 100% chance that the Joker's going to kill somebody again, and he just wants the Joker in prison. Yeah. On the flip, flip side, his view that there's a 1% chance that Superman could be a bad guy or threaten Earth, therefore he has to die. It's like... Uh, that's not how Batman rolls. That's not the character. And reportedly, they got that feedback and they they understood it. Uh, So that's a lot of the comments that came from the Justice League um, set or that they were trying to make it more lighthearted, more humor within it. Well, they've got Joss Whedon involved now in all this, right? Which I know partially is because of the horrible family tragedy and Zack Snyder's um, family, but I think it was also because they're like, hey, he's good at the quippy, quirky, funny stuff, you know? Pop culture references. Reportedly, yes. And uh, apparently, again, I'm not there, (laughs) but... (laughs) From what I've read and heard that he was involved before the tragedy happened. Right, right. And, uh, which is, again, horrible for Schneider. Uh, that's yes. just, uh, what a nightmare. The optimistic, you know, they're yeah. st- apparently still working on it. It's not November yet, so we'll see what they do. But with that, uh, Wonder Woman, they learned, uh, strongest, strongest DC movie to date. Definitely one of the best superhero movies to date. Yes, just a fantastic movie. So enjoyable. I'm definitely going to see it at least once more in the theaters um, with one or two kids in tow. I will then buy all the collector's versions of the DVD. Um, I am so excited, and I'm going to try and learn from Wonder Woman and do good and fight the good fight and be optimistic no matter (laughs) how much doom and gloom it seems we have some days. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what would Wonder Woman do? WWWD. That's what I need. Exactly. <laughs> what would she do for those coal miners? <laughs> oh, uh, go see Wonder Woman again. I think we'll yes. feel better. So. See Wonder Woman, see Wonder Woman, and I have to say the new DC 52, the, and they're doing kind of the, the, the two, dual track, the origin ones. Um, I really, I've enjoyed a lot of the Wonder Woman stories over the years, but these are really good too. So love the comics, love the movies, very excited. So, Have you been reading all the Rebirth? The Rebirth, that's what it is. Yes, I've just started, I'm a little bit behind. I went the other day though and got, you know, I try to keep up with the new, I love Thor, goddess of... Uh, Thunder, um, and then the Wonder Woman. So those are my two things. Did you read this, uh, Unworthy Thor? Yeah, I read 
was one or two of those. It was That's just, actually kind of interesting, too. It, it was just a five or six part series. Maybe that was it. See, it's hard to keep up. But yeah, and then there was that whole thing with there were all the Thors in that other universe. My guys at the Westfield comic book store, they are well-versed in all this. So they've been helping me keep track of the entire Thor universe because it really does. That is one thing with comic books. If you're not like on top of it every week, it does get a little bit overwhelming to try and keep up with all of it. Well, that and the DC books coming out bi-weekly. It's yeah. easy to get behind very quickly. Yes. So, yeah. I usually uh, end up with just getting the graphic novels at some point, that, you know, when they bind them all together, because that makes it a little bit easier. But some of these I try to keep up to date with. Same here. Same here. All right. Well, Wonder Woman, I'm so happy we finally got to talk about the movie. Thanks for being with me here today, Josh, and talking about this. Thank you to all of you who listened to us. And uh, Josh? Stay geeky, America. Stay geeky.